Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to V2S Radio, a show dedicated to helping domestic violence and human trafficking victims. Through the Stop Domestic Violence Network, V2S Radio serves to offer a safe place where victims no longer need suffer in silence and may find resources they desperately need. For more information, please visit our website at www.stopdv.net. And now, enjoy the show. Hey, survivors. Thank you for tuning in. This is Anya. Um, Today's show is going to be an amazing, inspirational show um, full of nothing but powerful words and to help you just to get through the maybe the last week or whatever you're feeling and going through right now. Um, being a victim myself of a very recent domestic violence in- incident, um, it's been very hard for me to get through my days. Like I sit here and I have like, I'm talking to you guys and I feel your stories and I get lost in helping others. But then when I have like a quiet moment to myself, I sit down and think, wow, so much. And then it just hits me like a wave. And I had one of those um, weak moments this last week. And I didn't know what to do. I just felt so bad. And I called Brother Tim. And he helped me so much. And I said, I had one of those aha moments. Because everything he said just made sense. Because you know, I decided to call this show Praise Sundays because we have to, like, give thanks to God and always rely on God. doesn't matter what situation you're going through. You have to depend on Him. Continue to do good for others. Help others, and they will help you. Like, God will give you so many blessings and take you out of that situation. Um, I know for a fact that God has worked miracles in my life after this situation. Um, It chokes me off a little bit because I felt so alone. I felt like nobody understood what I was going through. My abuser was also a narcissist, and I'm going to get into that topic tomorrow. Um, But, I mean, it was just so brutal, and I felt like I was in a black hole. And I didn't understand why. I was like, if God loves me. Why would he allow me to go through this? Why am I feeling so much pain? There were so many questions that I had that were unanswered. And I I somewhat turned away from God, to be honest with you. And I was like, "Ah, he's not, he doesn't have my back. He's not watching out for me. But after I spoke to Brother Tim this week, (laughs) he made me realize that everything that you go through in life is for a purpose. There is a reason for it. Um, Here's what happened with me. Two days after the cops were called and 
my abuser's out of the house. So now I'm home alone, three kids, no way to support myself. Um, I told, all I saw was like me in the streets in a shelter, like all bruised up. I didn't know what to do. And um, two days later, like I hadn't watched TV at all. So two days later, I turned the TV on. And as soon as I turned the TV on, my cable box goes to the local news channel. So the local news channel was doing a segment on the Stop Domestic Violence Network. And it just came on like all of a sudden. And I see Brother Tim there and what the ministry was about. I mean, what the organization was about. And I was like, wow, let me just reach out to them and see if they can help me. Because I felt so alone. I have no friends here um, where I live. It was just, wow. So I reached out to Brother Tim. And a few days later, I mean, not only did he help me in the immediate moment, but a few days later, like, I'm in charge of helping others through what I do now. And it was a blessing. So it all just clicked. Like, God put me through whatever I went through because he had a purpose for me. So Brother Tim can put it in better words than I can, but I hope today's message inspires you, gives you comfort, and lets you know that you're not alone and God didn't forget about you. He's there for you. He's here for you. He is with you. So, um, Brother Tim, are you with me? Yes, I am, Anya. How are you doing tonight? Good. How are you? Thank you so much for this week, by the way. Good. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. My pleasure. Um, Tonight I'm with some real close family and friends. So if it gets a little loud, forgive me, but we're having a good time here and um, just celebrating. And it's always good to be around family and friends to lift your spirits. And, you know, that that's part of our message tonight is to get around some good people and, and realize you're not alone. Whatever your situation is, I mean, you know how many calls I get and, and you call me and I'm always like, I got to go, I got to call you back or I got to mm-hmm. run or, you know, I'm in Miami or wherever I'm at at the time because this, this never ends. This never ends. And mm-hmm. you have to be a certain type of person to get through this to understand how we're designed to help each other. You know, when we go through certain things, it's because we have a roadmap to get other people out. And I'll give you an example. Um, Back in the day before navigation, before all that stuff, people used to ask for directions. And and you'd pull up to a gas station, there'd be an old man sitting in a rocking chair chewing on a piece of (laughs) straw. And Mm -hmm. you would say, hey, how do I get to, you know, downtown or whatever? And he would say, okay, you go down the road, a couple of miles, you see a big red barn, you take a right at the red barn, then you're going to see the big white rock, take a left at the white rock, go straight about three-thirds of a mile, you'll run right into downtown. That means he's been there before. So he didn't have to get up, walk to the car, see the address you needed to punch into a GPS. Nope. Because he's been there before, he just pointed you in the right direction, told you what landmarks to look for and how to get through. And that's kind of why... God allows us to go through certain things. And I scratch my head when, you know, our call is to go through things, not get stuck in them. And not to turn this into a religious preaching, 
because our, our goal is to help everybody that needs help. I don't want to single people out because of religion and everything, but I'm just talking about my experiences and what God has brought me through. So I know he's real. Um, what you and I spoke about this week is really where I want to touch base. And it's, it, it goes along with first, first Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. It says, but thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And let me explain what that means in my terms. I have to put things visual for me to retain it. It's a fixed fight. And I want to use the boxing terminology. I'm a boxing fan. I've, I've been in boxing schools. I've been in martial arts schools. So I got to use the terms that I understand. Let's say, and Anya, I'm going to use you. You were in okay. a 10-round bout. You're in a 10-round fight, right? Mm-hmm. Let's, say yep. the referee, let's say the referee walks up to you before the fight. He says, listen, Anya, you're going to win. It's a fixed fight. Your name's already in the winner's box, so when they announce the winner, it's going to be you no matter what happens. It's a fixed fight. You won. All you have to do is survive. All you have to do is get up during the eight counts. If I count to 10, you're out. You're knocked out. You're going to lose. But if I get to an eight count, you get to your feet, you go back in, and you keep fighting, you're going to win. I guarantee it. So you say, okay, okay, I'm going to take this battle. Here's the thing. Our enemy, Satan, Lucifer, whatever you want to call him, the devil, he is crafty. He knows how to fight. He knows it's a fixed fight. He knows he's going to lose. But if he can get you on your knees enough times to where you don't give up, I mean, get up, he knows you're going to give up. You're going to throw in the towel on yourself. You're going to quit. Then he's going to win. He's going to deter you. And just beat you down mentally. So here's the thing. You go through round one. You're dancing, you're boxing, you're hitting, you're you're dodging. Then you catch a body shot and you drop to your knees. Something has brought you to your knees where you just feel like giving up. Where you feel like the world is over. It, it, It could be anything. It could be a loss of a family member. It could be a loss of a job. It could be a divorce. It could be a foreclosure on your house. It could be a domestic violence situation from someone you never thought would hurt you. All of a sudden, that's the person hurting you the most. So Mm -hmm. now the referee's counting. One, two, three, and you're just devastated. You're dazed, and you feel like there's no way you can get up from this. But remember, the referee told you, it's a fixed fight. You're going to win. All you got to do is get up. So now you get up from that. You survive that. He he counts to eight. You're on your feet. You're ready to go. And he says, okay, keep fighting. So you go back in. You get hit again a couple of times. Now you're back on your knees. Another eight count. And you're like, man, I just can't beat this. There's no way I could do this for 10 rounds. (laughs) And the referee's counting to eight again. But remember that victory. It's already been won through Jesus Christ. We already won. All we got to do is get up. Just keep getting up. No matter what happens in your life, keep getting up. Because at the end, when the victory, when the fight's over, 10 rounds, you survived. The devil knows you win. He loses. 
that's the end of the fight. When you're right. announced the winner, when you have beaten him, you're, you're, you've outlasted him. That's all you got to do is outlast him. Keep getting up on those eight counts. Because the Bible's clear. It says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. He has to. He can't keep attacking you. Once you beat him, you outlast him. You keep getting up on those eight counts. You go to 10 rounds. You're automatically declared the winner because of what Jesus Christ already did. See, we get lost in translation and we say, man, God, you got to help me get through this. God says, I already did it. I don't have to, I don't have to help you do nothing. The word says it is finished. It is done. Amen is the last word in the Bible. If you look in Revelation, the last word is amen, period. There's no comma. There's no but. It's done, period. It's it's done. We just have to keep getting up on those eight counts, no matter what they so, are. Right. So I just wanted to ask you for clarification. You know mm-hmm. how, like, we have those moments when we're feeling so down and we don't feel like we can get up again. And mm-hmm. th- does that mean, like, hold on a second. Go ahead, re- go ahead, Reverend Tim. Okay. Here's what I Give mean. Give me one second. Sure, sure, sure. If you're, if you're in a bout, if you're in a fight, you, you have your corner people. You have people in your corner who are cheering you on, who are giving you instruction who are telling you, dodge, weave, throw a seven, throw a five, throw a combination, block, go to the body, go to the head. You have people shouting instructions at you to help mm-hmm. you get that victory, right? So right. again, you're never alone. No matter what you're going through, you're never alone, ever. Now let's switch the page a little bit. In martial arts, your first defense is your mouth, you yell, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to do this. Get away from me. You draw attention to yourself. So now you have witnesses looking at you like, hey, what's going on over there? Your mouth can deter so many things in life. We forget about that. We just ready to put our hands up and, and go for it. Use your words. What I mean by that, if you're an abuser, you know most statistics state Friday is the most dangerous time for domestic violence attacks. Why Friday? I would get drugs. Drugs, mm-hmm. liquor. You might get paid. The abuser might get paid on Friday. They go buy some beer, some liquor, whatever, some drugs. Then they realize they don't have enough money to cover bills. They just got paid on Friday. And by Friday night, they don't have enough money to cover the bills for the next week or two. So they're already hostile. You know what they're thinking? Mm -hmm. They're thinking, let that victim bother me tonight. Watch what they're going to get. That's how it goes. Because remember, domestic violence isn't just partners. It's children, relatives, stepchildren, whatever it may be. Everybody. Yep, because I know, for example, like I wasn't the same when I was going through this. And if you guys remember, I said it. A few shows ago, most of my abuse for months and months was verbal and emotional. I wasn't the same. I'm normally a clown. I mean, I'm always laughing and joking. I had Reverend Tim laughing on the phone last night. I'm, <laughs> I'm 
getting myself back to where I was. But when I was going through that, I was depressed and I was not myself. My kids were affected. My daughter that I'm used to joking around with, she was all sad. She realized mommy's different. So it does change you as a person. But tonight, the message and what Reverend Tim is saying, I don't know if it impacted you guys, but when he said that about the eight count, I pictured in my head and I actually felt it because I have been on eight count many times and my abuser has put me there and I'm like, I can't do this no more. I just want to give up. As a matter of fact, I have somebody that I'm following on social media that tried to commit suicide. Beautiful young girl tried to commit suicide because she didn't want to get up at that eight count. It's that eight count is so powerful and, and, and the enemy wants to defeat you so bad and he almost got you, but you got to get up. And I'm telling you, I didn't think I can do it. I didn't think that I would be, look where I am now. God put me in a position to help other people. So you know what I'm thinking? Who the heck am I to help anybody? Look at me and look. Reverend Tim was like, nope, you're doing this. So, I mean, and I met somebody today. Look how funny God is. I went to go fix my phone because a few hours before the show, I didn't have a phone. I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? So I go into uh, the phone store. I tell the guy about my phone, and I tell him why I need it. And he told me, oh, the phone you want is not available now. We can't get it for you for another few days. I'm like, few days? My show starts in a few hours. He tells me exactly what I've been looking for. He's like, I'm in, um, I told him I need it for my show. He said, what is your show? I told him what it was about to help domestic violence victims. He was like, really? He goes, the key to that is networking. And I went to school for that, and I can help you free of charge. I can help you mark you with everything. God sent me that blessing right there, exactly what I needed. Who would have thought? I mean, that's crazy. Um, what was I telling you, Reverend Tim, about doubt, self-doubt? Remember, like, when you're about to get a blessing and you start doubting yourself? What does the Bible say about that? Well, doubt comes from fear, and fear is not of God. In First Timothy, it says God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power, strength, and of sound mind. Fear comes from a place that's not, we were never supposed to be uh, possessing fear, okay? I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Why do people lie? People lie because they're afraid. They're scared of something. They're scared of a mm-hmm. person or they're scared of consequences. So they lie. Bible says the devil is the father of lies. He knows he loses. Mm-hmm. He's scared of that. But in his mm-hmm. mind, he's thinking if I get enough people to go against God, then maybe my army will be bigger and I could try. No, he's scared, so he lies. He gets people to lie. Every time I catch my children in lies or people from work in lies, I ask them, what were you scared of that you lied? Mm-hmm. And they always have an answer. I was scared of this. I was scared of losing my job. I was scared of, of getting in trouble, Dad. Or I was scared of it's always coming from a place of fear. People mm-hmm. are scared of the unknown. If you are in a domestic situation 
domestic violence. You have a comfort zone with that abuser. You know what you get with that abuser. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. The unknown, just, mm-hmm. the unknown is what people fear. You don't know if you're going to be alone. You don't know if you're ever going to meet someone. You don't know if you meet someone, is that person going to be an abuser? Is that going to be worse? So a lot of people get complacent and stay in the situations they're in. You know, there's a young lady I know, she's in a horrible situation, but she's too scared to step out of that situation and leave her abuser because she does not want to be alone. Her exact words were, Brother Tim, I can't be by myself. I just can't. And I said, how long were you by yourself before you met your, your abuser? I was alone for two years, and I can't do that anymore. And I said, so you're used to the comfort zone. You're scared of what's to come. People are fearful of the unknown. Yeah, and like I said, change is always scary. You never know what you're going to get. And it was scary for me personally because of the financial situation. And I know a lot of our listeners, and myself included, I was terrified of not being able to support me and my kids. So I stood in the situation for so long, and I was abused every day. And I was praying to God. And I was like, please, please get me out of this. Help me find a way to get out of this. Help me find a babysitter. I mean, whatever it is that you need, you need to pray for it because God did answer my prayers. God answered my prayers. He gave me peace in my home. And I have a lot of friends now. I didn't have any friends before. I mean, I don't know anybody local, but I'm social networking with you guys. I am enjoying every moment that I'm speaking with you. I'm bumping into people in the street. I'm telling them about the organization. Who knows? I might run into a babysitter very soon. Step out of the box. Don't be afraid to let go of a situation that you know is not good for you. Life is too short to be unhappy. You need to take the chance. It's better than staying where you are. You, I know this one lady that she's like, you know, I've spoken to her quite a few times. And she's like, I feel like she's like a sister to me in a way because we have so many similarities. And she is hilarious, <laughs> just like I was. Um, but she's scared to step out of the box. And I'm scared that this guy is really going to hurt her. Like, I'm scared for her life. But if she's listening, I want to tell her, please stop being scared. Trust in God. Trust in your own instincts. Know that life is too short to be unhappy. Go out there and get your happiness, girl. (laughs) God got your back. (laughs) And so do I. Yep, God always got you back, and you got a, mm-hmm. a family that loves you. Um, we just had yeah. a caller, but they dropped off. If anyone wants to call in, the area code is 917-889-8867, and just share your story. You know, domestic violence is a is a very secretive thing, but when you shed light on it, when you don't suffer in silence, when you break the silence and let your voice be heard, it goes away. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Last show we talked about Some of the characteristics of an abuser Where they Isolate their victim It's a slow methodical 
process. They isolate their victim from their friends, from their family, from their job, their coworkers, from their hobbies. And next thing you know, the, the victim is just sitting home in a stupor and scared to go anywhere. You know, they're checking their phone and, you know, they want yep. the, the, the logins to their social media and all, and all kinds of weird things. See, here's my thought process. If I can't trust someone when I'm not around, I don't need to be around that person. Plain and simple. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, and I have too much go going on in my life where I can't be up under somebody check. I got my own issues. I don't want to know what the other person's issues are. I can't do that. There's too much work. You know, you tell me this, it's raining today and I got to look outside and find out it's snowing. There's a problem. Mm-hmm. You, you know, once a person lies to you and breaks that trust, it's over. You'll never get that back. Once a person breaks that trust and hits you and on you, it's never going to leave their mind. They will always say, I did it once. I can do it again. I know yep, people absolutely. that were I know victims that went back to their abusers and their abuser told them, don't forget what happened last time you acted like that. They rehashed that fear, that, that sense of, huh, you remember what happened last time you talked to me that way or came in the house late or didn't answer the phone when I called you. They rehash that fear over and over and over again. And exactly. it just never dissipates. I've heard stories where victims go back to their abusers. It's good for three, four years. And then one day, that monster rears its ugly head. It's not if, but it's when. when. It's when. And let's repeat it, that. It's not if. But when when? is it going to happen again? Right. And the day, two days prior to me calling the cops on my abuser, he had um, pinned me up against the wall and he threw me to the floor. Now, here I am thinking, the first thing I thought was, oh, I'm putting you in jail. But then I thought to myself, financial situation. Then I thought to myself, the fear that I had of being without being able to support my kids and myself. And then I said, okay, I'm going to talk to him all day. I'm going to talk to him Friday, see if, you know, when he calms down, spoke to him Friday, tried to talk to him. He ignored me, blatantly ignored me. And I said, we need to make sure this doesn't happen again. You lost your cool. I, I, I just don't want this to happen again. Please talk to me. I spent all day begging and pleading with him. He refused. And what did he do? What did he do on Friday? Brother Tim, he did it again. Hmm. So that's when I was like, nope. And it happened again. It was like late at night. Slept, woke up, tried again. He said, I'm not saying nothing to you. And I was putting it nicely. Okay. He refused to speak to me. So I did what I had to do because I wasn't going to wait for a third time for him to hit me. I wasn't going to wait for him to kill me. I wasn't going to wait for him to lose his temper in front of my kids because this didn't happen in front of my kids. I wasn't going to wait for any of that. I said, I have to put an end to this. What I did, Mm -hmm. I let go of my fear. 
You let go of your fear and you stepped into the unknown. But guess what? God got you covered. He got he you did. covered. What and we're it was doing immediate. Here, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was overnight, basically. It was yes, overnight. it was. I'm um, sorry. That's my six-month-old. He just woke up. No worries. No worries. No worries. Here, here's the thing. And you know what? You know, I just want to finish with a word of encouragement because, again, I'm at a family function and it's rude for me to be not in there. So I'm going to step back in. Let's, you know what, Anya, let's close for this evening. And okay. let's let's just ro- roll out with the music and just let the music play for a little while and just uplift some people's spirits. And, and again, we'll be back on Monday, tomorrow evening, 9 o'clock p.m., um, don't know what the topic is yet. We'll we'll figure tomorrow, it out. Yeah, tomorrow I'm talking about narcissism. I'm narcissism, gonna get into that. Okay. That's a huge topic because all of the narcissists, all of them, are abusers. Um, the mm. way they abuse is pure evil. There is no way around it. We're gonna get into that. Also tonight. Um, oh no, wait. We have a new thing coming up starting next week. It's called Fearless Fridays. Remember, Brother Tim said the most of the domestic violence incidents occur Friday and Saturday. We're going to make it a fearless Friday. We're going to make you feel empowered and, and secure and safe and loved and wanted and to know that you're not alone. Um, we're going to play music now, right? Let's do yeah, some we're Sia. We're Let's do some Sia. Sia is awesome. You want fire away? Empowering. No. Which one? Um, bang my head against the wall. I want you guys to listen to the words of this song and see how many times you felt like that. See how you can relate to this song. And um, I guess we'll see you guys Graffiti Junction Wednesday from six to nine. Wednesday, six to nine p.m. Graffiti Junction in Claremont, Florida. We're doing the Stop Domestic Violence Bike Night, sponsored by Harley Davidson, uh, Green Swamp Mafia. What's up, Troy and the guys? South Lake Printing, Bill the Mayor. Um, well, who else we got? Uh, did I say Harley Davidson? Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, Fitness CF, I- the gym out there. Um, Texas Roadhouse, Biker Dolls Magazine. You know, go to our website, www.v. 2sradio.com The, the uh, number or, two and Again, uh, www.v2sradio.com mm-hmm. or check out our other website www.stopdv.net The Domestic Violence Network Find us on Twitter, Facebook uh, Instagram, YouTube We're all over the place and Anya, you know, you're going to be on the ground a little more. You're going to be out there Wednesday uh, meeting and yep. greeting people. So we're yep. just going to blow this up a little more because this is an epidemic that instead of growing, we need to shrink it. And the only way yes. to do that is to face it head on. But anything Absolutely. else you want to you say before we get into the music and close out for tonight? Yes. I want to give a shout out to um, Crystal Rollinson. Thursday's mm-hmm. guest, she was amazing. She helped a lot of people. I had a lot of positive feedback from her. Um, okay. Positive behavioral solution. Um, and I look forward to speaking to, meeting you guys, and uh, inspiring you guys further on Friday. Perfect. God bless. Okay. All Take right, care. Anya, we will 
see each other tomorrow on the show. But right now, we're going to get into some see you, bang your head. God bless everybody. See you tomorrow. Take care. Stay safe.
Thank you for listening. We hope you found this week's episode informative and engaging. Please remember that if you or anyone you know is a victim of domestic violence, there is help. Please visit our website, www.stopdv.net, for more information. Together, we can stop this epidemic. Join the fight to stop domestic violence now. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.